nice to be back here. Uh, I now actually, my son has a house now in San Golda. So I come here every winter. And Goa is becoming part of our, part of our lives. Um, how we spend our moments is how we spend our, how we live our days. And how we spend our days is how we live our lives. So, how we spend our moments like these is how we live our days and how we live our days, how we spend our days is how we live our lives. Let me let me begin with a thought experiment. Let's play a thought experiment together. Imagine you've come out of a doctor's office and she has diagnosed you and you've got the depressing news that you have only three weeks to live. And the question is in your mind, now, how am I going to live these three weeks? So certainly, I'm not going to go and get an executive MBA now, right? Nor will I take a course, a crash course in public speaking, right? Nor will I suck up to my boss so that I can get the next promotion. And nor should I be picking up a quarrel with my neighbor, as is my habit. So this, actually, the idea is to focus our minds, as what we do, what we do in the next three weeks is how we want to live our lives. Every day we spend in the next three days is every day. I mean, we all are under a sentence of death. So the purpose of this game really is to remind ourselves that we treat our lives very casually as time pass. We sleepwalk through our life or we are good, we listen to our mother and father, and we study hard, we get good marks, and then we get into a good college, like the students who are here today, or, and then when we are in college, again, we take safe subjects, so we get good marks, and then so that we get a good job and so we get a good job and at the job we work hard and we get promoted and we climb ladders we get a nice house then we get a bigger house we have children we sent the children to good schools and somewhere in midlife in our 40s we ask ourselves, is this what life was all about? 
so you know it re it really brings up again like the thought experiment we played it raises the question of what is why are we living what's the purpose of it all and the purpose is the purpose that many of us wish to seek because we are not like mozart mozart at the age of 3 knew he was a musical genius luckily his father <laughs> had given him a violin when he was 3 and he picked it up and then he also discovered that he had perfect pitch meaning if he heard a tune he could immediately repeat it well he so he lived his life with that purpose creating 625 works great works of music and until the age of 31 when he died well <clears throat> in our case we we don't know what is our purpose the way mozart knew and so you know we we feel a bit guilty that we don't know what is our purpose but the fact is it's perfectly all right not to know one's purpose the fact people will say oh you have to find yourself no you have to create yourself there is no god given purpose or there is no god given you who has a certain purpose you create your purpose and and also <clears throat> one shouldn't feel too guilty because the other the opposite of this is those who plan their lives who plan their lives i mean one young man came for an interview to me <clears throat> and he i said do you have after we talked i said do you have any questions and he says yeah what is your retirement plan i said you're 22 and you're worried about retirement today so there is a habit in some of us to over plan your life and there's not enough room for spontaneity and as they say i don't know i think seneca said it while i was planning life passed me by so that is the other problem in this but it is a duty duty of parents duty of teachers to help someone discover what they like what their purpose is and <clears throat> so to end this thought experiment let's go next step you're about to die right so what will be the last words in your last breath that you will want to utter think about that 
what will you what's the last thing you will say you could say i've lived how about that i have lived uh and what a wonderful thing it was you could say like everybody else you could you know your the human tendency is to really be proje to, to project forward that's why we are always thinking now what am i going to have for lunch today you know we are always thinking ahead we're not thinking at this moment and so um your last words what's next that's a nice last word what's next anyway <clears throat> let me leave this as homework especially for the kids here you got a lot of time now but play this experiment with yourself and figure out what is it you'll do in the next 3 weeks if you have only 3 weeks to live and what will you say in your last breath if you have one breath left to live now <clears throat> i'm going to try and tell you three stories if there's no time at least two will will do and the stories are really meant to stimulate this idea the idea that what what is it that we should be uh thinking about what are looking for a purpose or how to find a purpose and what it is to live with a purpose and what it is not to live with a purpose <clears throat> the three stories i will tell are my own not because i'm more important than you but just the fact that i know myself meaning one person's life honestly captured is the only true data of history that we have and by the way this is time for a short commercial break i have a book coming out in october which is a memoir the story of my life which is called another sort of freedom what is that other sort of freedom i leave you i leave you with that question read the book and you'll find out um <clears throat> so one will be my story the second will be the story of my mentor who came to work in my company as an assistant security guard he was not a graduate metric pass from a village in akola district in maharashtra this was his first visit to bombay his first job and he was such a dehati that he would pronounce the name of our company procter and gamble because his name was gamble <laughs> and the third story if we have time is the story called the mouse merchant a story from the 12 that first two are true stories second one is a fiction fictional story from the 12th century text 
called Sanskrit text called Katha Sarit Sagara, Ocean of Stories. And it's an inspiring story for the age of startups. And since we are in the age of startups today, and especially for young, for you people, young people, um, I think you'll find it of interest. Okay, so begin with my story. My first memory is that when I was four and a half years old, I had, I was in kindergarten in Lahore, in model town Lahore, which is of course now in Pakistan, because I'm a refugee. And I came home with a report card, and my mother was waiting at the door, and she saw me, you know, waving this green piece of paper. And she looked at me and she asked me, did you stand first? And my father was close by, nearby her, and he said to her, that was the wrong question. Ask him what he likes about school. Does he like to draw? Does he like to read? And who are his friends? And there's other things you should ask him. And so, you know, I came, I come from a middle class Punjabi family, and my mother was suffering from the usual Punjabi middle class anxieties, actually every Indian middle class anxiety, meaning this boy will have to go, will have to make a living one day. And so he better do well in studies. My father was reflecting an opposite opinion, which was not making a living, but making a life. That is where the title of this talk is the difference between making a living and making a life. Now, all of us, most of us, unless we are very wealthy, have to make a living. But we forget that we also have to make a life. So that's really the purpose of this talk. And so I grew up in this middle class family. Actually, the year was 1947. It was March when this event, take, this memory is, is there. After partition, we fled for our lives like uh, 10 million other uh, Indians. And I grew up in, in free India, post-partition India. And um, this theme of making a living and making a life stayed because my mother kept reminding me, whichever class I was going to, that you better study hard and do well. So out from, from when I was 16 and a half, 17 almost, uh, I had the unbelievable good fortune of getting a scholarship to go to Harvard. And I still remember it was Palam Airport in Delhi. I was to take an Air India flight and 
Um, my mother's in tears saying goodbye and then she says remember you have to make a living study something useful at Harvard when you come back she says why don't you be like your father he's an engineer then you'll get a job so she knew that anyway there I fly off to Harvard and the very first day I um, see the catalog of courses and my, I, my mind is blown by the courses that were available and I complete I forgot my mother's advice immediately I took for the first two years I took courses in Greek tragedy the Russian novel Renaissance painting Beethoven the music and then I came home for the summer and for the first time I saw poverty in the country. You really have to go away out of India to come and appreciate the fact that we have such poverty. And so I said I must study economics. So I came back and I took, enrolled in economics. But I also studied uh, Sanskrit love poetry and I mean, I, I could give you a real, real list of things, but the beauty of an American undergraduate education is that they don't force you from day one to major in one subject. And so, like a honeybee, I was going from flower to flower till even Harvard got worried in my third year, and they said, my dean called me and he said, son, you've got to declare a major now. And then, you know, you must take minimum courses in that major. And so I chose philosophy. Why? Because I wanted to know the meaning of life. I wanted to know how to be a good person. And things that we all think about. What's the, what is a flourishing life? So I, I got my degree in philosophy and, I, uh, uh, and after Harvard, um, you can see one, this Harvard experience was what? It was what my father had talked about, that I was at that point concerned with making a life and books. Why, why reinvent the wheel? Somebody's already figured it out. So you read books and you learn how different people make, made their life. And anyway, I, I got a scholarship to Oxford to do a PhD and I came home for the summer and <clears throat> my mother was happy at least that she thought I would have a job at least if I did a PhD. Uh, in philosophy, although she was still worried uh, about it, what kind of a job with philosophy, she was asking. Maybe he'll get a lecturer in some small town in Roper or Jalandhar or somewhere like that. Anyway, um, so that summer, one day, I asked myself, did I really want to spend the rest of my life at that stratosphere of abstract thought, philosophy, 
I said, no. I wanted a life of action. So what was I doing going to Oxford? So I promptly wrote to Oxford to say, sorry, I'm not coming. And my mother's worst nightmare came true. She had an unemployed son at home. And she had a nosy neighbor who used to ask her every day, Thoda munda ki What's your son doing? And the poor thing wouldn't know what to answer. And I could see her embarrassment. And to save her embarrassment, I looked in the paper every day and in the newspaper in the Times of India, there was an advertisement for a company that wanted trainees. And I didn't know what a trainee was, but I still applied. And so, and, and, I, got the and I got the job. And this was the company that made Vicks VapoRub. And so I think they got impressed with my Harvard degree, which is why they gave somebody who was a philosophy major a job. But in those days, we didn't have this MBA uh, obsession. And uh, anyway, so <clears throat> suddenly from a promising academic career in ivy-covered halls at Harvard or Oxford, I was walking the bazaars, dusty bazaars of India, going to chemist shop to chemist shop, asking, bhai, kitna lena hai? Ek dozen, do dozen, you know? So it was a very different life. And uh, while my mother felt reassured that this boy was able to make a living, uh, my father said, uh, don't worry experiment. If you don't like it, you can always do something else. And, uh, <clears throat> and it's true. I thought this was going to be just an experiment for a few months or a, few, a year or so, but like the man who came to dinner, I stayed on. And so, and I began to like the rough and tumble of the business life. हेलो टोटल अजूनपर्यंत पंधरा भुरगी शेणल्या सर हा सर चडशी सात ते दहा वर्ष हा शाळेन सोडल्या तुम्ही आणि आता तर सुटी पडल्या तुम्ही आणि किती साहेब सर सुटी पडल्या आता तुम्ही आणि किती सर ना सॉरी सर सॉरी सर ना तुम्ही म्हणताले वचून पळयता आता
चोरानो मजे कड़े खेलता गोवा पुलिस सॉरी सॉरी बी कहीं बाकी भूगी चला या तो घरा अरे भूगी पैली शाणे वसपा रड़ताली आता घर वसपा रड़ता वो कसलो रे चमत्कार अरे गावान गावान जर अ सुंदर शाला जो भूगे शिक्षण बदल भिवी गरज ना दरेक गोयकार आधार डॉक्टर प्रमोद सावंत गोय सरकार